Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Thing and I'm I'm proud of him for that. I wish more. I wish I could see more artists just at that stage of their life where they just, you know, they go to the studio when they want to. They're creating when they want to. They're just living their life. They have a studio in the house. Maybe they learn how to record them their damn self. You know, it don't take much. You, you know, know who's doing that? Us. Also us. But that's not what I was thinking. Who? I was going to say NBA Young Boy, but you know, niggas will never want to give him his flowers. But hey, it is what it is. He might be somebody we highlight too, even though that's gonna be mostly you talking. But like he, de- like I'll, while I don't listen to him like that, I'll definitely tell you what, work work ethic, a one, doing his own fucking thing, a one, can't stay out the streets, a one, <laughs> stay getting caught up in some street shit, a one. You know what I'm saying? But he definitely, up in this bitch like whoa you feel me no condom raw dog doing what we do you know what i mean i be your host saquon the dawn eat wontons one half of the hold it down podcast in that ass hid boys in hd and i be here with my co-host you already know what it is it's your main man the unstoppable bloodbath back at it again on that hid action you know now you already heard from my magnificent co-host the great Quant over himself, the point one percent as FIFO calls him. As, as and I don't know how to feel about that because I feel like if, if it sounds good, but then it also sounds disrespectful. He broke it down. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm I'm a decimal. <laughs> he called me a decimal. I'm a point one. But you still you you're the necessary to make up the one hundred percent. Without you, it would just be ninety nine point nine. So so I'm so you mean to tell me. I'm the germ that can survive hand sanitizer, but the one you need actual hand soap for. Is that what I am? That's what it feels like. Ain't nobody said that. It, it feels like that. Nobody said that. I feel, I feel like you it. literally have to just think of like like upgrades or, or freaking iOS shit and think about, okay, do I want to update to point one? But that's what, that's what I feel like. I feel like you're taking this and making it negative. It's meant to be a positive. Well, you know, you know what's negative to me is your wardrobe right here. You know what I'm saying? The Trinidad James collection. You know what I mean? That's not mine. That's what, anyway. That's what Bloodbath be wearing when, when he ain't on camera. That's not mine. I vouch for it. I'm his roommate. Believe me. <laughs> that's not mine. This is a whole down podcast over to like hip hop and battle rap culture as a whole. Uh, this week, 
we're not doing news topics in lieu of the news. We're going to do like a artist deep dive or whatever Quan calls them. I cannot remember off the top of my head. And then a usual battle review, and then artist of the week. I don't know what he's doing over there, but he needs to stop. For the people <laughs> listening, this nigga is trying to make sound effects when his phone isn't cooperating. And that's great. It never fucking works out when I try to do it, bro. You're always embarrassing. Something always goes fucking wrong every time I try to do it. But yeah, before we get too deep into this episode, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on notifications so you can know when the videos go live. And, you know, if you're an audio listener, leave us a review wherever you at. Because, you know, we got to get the same rollout every week. Audio on Sundays, uh, video on Mondays. Uh, unless mm-hmm. niggas get late or some shit or some shit yeah. happens or people's out of town or, you know, me just using my job as an excuse to not watch the battle on time and then it pushes us all back and then we end up being late. Yeah. Just being real. And then also, if you're on the YouTube, then you probably already noticed we got another video. We did an album review for Geechee Gotti's Out of Nowhere album. We want to review more battle rappers' music. That's that's, that's the lane we're trying to get into and take over. Now the Geechee Gotti's album. It's not working. Now you're just playing around. Surround sound, that shit. It didn't work like that. Anyway. Use your headphones for that moment. <laughs> Maybe you'll yeah, okay. Maybe you'll hear something. Anyway, well, uh, yeah, we're trying to review more about a rapper's music. If you got any suggestions, let us know. We're open to anything. Or if you just want us to be tortured, you know what I'm saying? In the name of content, you know. Like, or that. Like how the DG people want Bloodbath to play horror games. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Let's go. We'll go that route too. We do it for y'all. We suffer for y'all. You feel me? What for the said. audience out there. Like, comment, and subscribe. I'm gonna get that tatted. I'm gonna just start saying like, comment, subscribe for no reason to, to make sure I say it because we always forget to. And I feel like while that's somewhat of a stupid thing to have to say, I feel like it does plant things. No, you it's, it's called a call to action. Yeah. So like, it's kind of a necessary thing. I get it. Yeah, so even though niggas say like, comment, subscribe all the time, I'm like, man, if I don't wanna subscribe, I'm not gonna subscribe. Or type like or comment. I don't like as much, but I will subscribe to a nigga's channel, especially like, uh, you know how you'll watch a nigga's video every week and you know what their schedule is, but you still won't subscribe. They make you feel fake. See, I'll, I'll subscribe way before that. Oh, okay. You, you do one video and I'm like, okay, I feel like you got good shit on your channel. I'll subscribe. But if you, if I know your shit already, I would have, I would have been there already. Turn your mic up. I'm about to say my shit cut off again. Yeah, it was being see, weird. See, technical difficulties. We still in the trap, my nigga. You feel it me? It was something you, whatever. It was fine. So you started doing your sound effects and then the mic had to compensate for the foolishness. Oh, please. Shit's, shit's correct now. We good now. We lit? Yeah, we fine now. Bow. You feel me? But yeah, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. You feel me? But yeah, and I don't like nigga shit too because like put your shit in another playlist. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'm a producer. So I actually only like shit that I want to sample. Exactly. So I, only, I can... only like videos I plan to come back to. Yeah. I apologize to anybody out there listening. I like your content. I'm just not liking everything. Yeah. If I ever want to like look at some shit again, only thing I pretty much favorite is either like a really important video for some reason, like maybe some Bitcoin crypto talk or like stock talk or something that's actually progressive in life mm-hmm. or music videos that I like. Yeah, and also I'll put that when, in you, when, you, when you're watching your snack reviews and you're trying to find out the new snacks and the screets. You just called me Big D, Lady D. What's her name? What's her name? Big D? No, that's What's her name from, from Next Friday? What was her name? Her name was Baby D. D. Baby D. See, you don't know Baby D. You know what I'm saying? 
Kwame put me on to all the new exclusive snacks. Up I ain't never did and no shit like, like that. I can't eat this. This that's not something. I ain't never been that kind of nigga. I ain't gonna lie though. I'll, I'll say it right here. It is Friday, so I'm gonna remember to go to Krispy Kreme to get the chocolate covered donut. And, and we're recording earlier than usual because I, I like to just record earlier in the day, get it over with. So. Yeah, you well, got more. You have more than enough time. Yeah, to get that donut. If you don't get donut today, I already, you, I already you just not a man of your word. I already I got my. You want to be? I already got my beginning meal out of the day, out of the way. You know what I'm saying? I like to go to Chili's by myself, get a lunch special. They be having it for the real cheap. You know what I'm saying? You literally, I can get my whole meal, get a drink, all that stuff. And, and pay $17 while giving a $5 tip. Mm-hmm. Literally. Still in the 17 So I'd be like, fuck it. It's a way of me treating myself. But, you know, once I de- eat that shit, I'd be full. So I'm like, I ain't think about it. But after this, I'm a slob by Krispy Kreme. I'll give you and me a donut because, you know, you could try too since you're actually, you know, that's one of the things I'll give you credit for. I don't like giving you credit for a lot of shit, but when if, if it's if it's evident, it's there. And you are definitely a person that put me on to Krispy Kreme when I thought Dunkin' Donuts was the end all be all. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that though. That's that's a topic for another. Hey, day. when I was a child, I put I put foolish things behind me. You feel me? Exactly. Anyway, niggas know the yeah, quote. Go. I know I fucked it up, but niggas know the right quote. I know what she was trying to say. I've I've read my Bible enough to know what she was trying to say. <laughs> Shout out to God. I need to start reading my Bible again. Too. Shout out. To <laughs> Shout God. out to God. I need to get back on my my scripture reading too. Shout out to God. Right, I pray bro. every day though. But yeah, let's get to this. Be your segment. I don't, I don't know what you call it. I forget every time. Uh, we don't really have a name for it. I just call it giving flowers. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. This just happens to be there. You know what I'm saying? This ain't from us. But it's the thing I, I want to give flowers to like certain artists that may not be popping right now. You know, game the, uh, the hip hop is a very, I want to say a very microwave society, but mainstream and the news outlets will only cover certain things mm-hmm. or they're only going to cover, you know, our... Uh, are legends and people that are of certain talents and certain qualities only when they do bad shit. You know what I'm saying? Like today we're going to be covering Lupe Fiasco and I don't really see any social media outlets going to cover Lupe Fiasco unless like he gets some beef with Chief Keef again. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it sucks, but that's really or what it when is. when he was beefing with Jack Boy, man. Lupe Fiasco. See, I didn't even know that Lupe was beefing with Jack Boy. How does that even happen? The shit, like the the Chief Keef shit. Okay, I understand it was Chicago, and he said some shit, and you know Chief Keef just you know lashed out because niggas be like, he said my name, fuck him. I mean Chief Keef did shoot New Jersey up, you he know. Did. So you know he might be one of our uh, our our next uh, people we get flowers to, because uh, he's definitely worth flower worthy. Oh yeah. But, but uh, how does he? Before we even get into the details, I need to know this. How did he get be with Jack Boy? Me? How did that happen? It was a it was a couple of years ago. It was something about I think he said that he didn't like Jack Boy's style or something. They were just going back and forth with like videos coming going at each other like bars wise. It wasn't nothing intense or crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was no, nobody was threatened or nothing. It was just niggas going back and forth. Uh, I said we getting like battle rap niggas be really liking it. They be making shit look like it's beef just so they could spar with each other. I ain't gonna lie though. One of the funniest things I ever uh, uh, read was when niggas say battle rap is just niggas writing poems about each other. And <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing in the world, but it's it's kind of true too. It's That's like funny. they're just writing poetry about the next man. It's crazy. Actually, since we on the topic of battle rappers and musicians, mm-hmm. um, an old song of DMX and Murder Mook resurfaced recently on Twitter. I forgot to send it to you because I know that's the kind of music you like, that real gritty New York music. And it's an old song, so it'll probably... This might be the one time where it's, it's, it might sound good. Because who... Respect, you know, rest in peace, DMX. Like I said, these battle rap niggas, 
most of them when it comes to making songs they're terrible but when they just them in a beat and rapping most of them do well mm-hmm. even some of the rappers i like have done have been on beats and didn't do good in my opinion like goods i like goods but i heard that nigga rap and he was kind of off beat a little bit before being off beat was cool so and it wasn't one of those like hey be off beat kind of beats and i was just like what what's going on goods like what what is this what, what part of the bronx approved this shit you know what i'm saying but yeah I'll check that out. I'll check that out. Maybe give it a song review on the next episode of the Hold It Down podcast. HID Boys in effect back in HD. You feel me? Shout out to Dead End, the label, Pot A Lot Records, all that shit. Turn your mic down to hair. How much hair? That's good. Okay, cool. But yeah, Lupe, I'm starting to peak. Because I've been at my peak, nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. All I do is shine. You see the light above us, nigga? I mean, y'all can't, but you feel it. You feel, you see the shine. You see the lights outside. It's grimy out here. But yeah, Lupe Fiasco, nigga. You know what I mean? When the first time you heard Lupe Fiasco? Probably on Kanye West, Touch the Sky. That's definitely where I heard him for the first time, too. <laughs> say, oh, this nigga probably finna laugh and say, nah. oh, no, I heard him once. No, you didn't. You nah, didn't. I definitely heard it first time. I was like, get the funny, I remember this, too. When I saw, I was like featuring a dude named Lupe Fiasco. I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, yo, it was just when uh, Lupin the Third came out. I was like, yo, he should say a rhyme about Lupin the Third. And then literally his first bar is, guess who's on third? Lupe still like Lupin the Third. I was mm-hmm. like, I like this nigga. He, he's thinking correctly when he raps. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But it just so happens I was a classic ass verse too. Like, oh yeah. That, that verse to this day is a really great yeah. verse, bro. And like, even for Lupe, that was kind of great because, like, you know, his shit can be kind of overcomplicated. That yeah, one was, like, kind of just, like, dope enough that it was, like, he was saying some shit. But then it was also, like, simple enough that, like, you know, niggas, like, I mean, I think I probably heard it. Let's see. His tapes came out, like, around 2005, 2006. I was probably 15, 16, high school times. I was able to digest what he was saying. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I dive into the mixtape, some, some of them bars went over my head a lot. But it sounded good. You know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the beats was dope. Shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that was definitely the first time. And I was like, you know what? Let me check this nigga. Yeah. I started I started seeing him on the um websites that I checked. Um niggas remember mixunit.com. I used to have all the hood mixtapes online. It's crazy. Was that before Dat Piff? It was around the same time, but that was like before Dat Piff could like have everything downloaded. So like mm. you may see it on Mixed Unit. Like when niggas actually release their tape, they put on mixed unit for like on for sale. And then somebody might upload it to Dat Piff and you know it'll live on there until somebody probably either takes it down or, you know, some other shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was the verse that put me on to him. And then it's just, to me, that verse is really intricate because he started Very. off, he said, guess who's on third? Lupe still like looping the third. And who's on third is a whole, like, it's a whole reference to like this old school classic baseball joke. That's like all about like the name is the guy's name is who, mm-hmm. and he's on third base. Mm. And it's like, it's an old, very old timey joke. It's like a three stages joke. Yeah. And like people reuse it all the time. I was yeah. like, all right, that was cool. Then he brought in the loop in the third reference, which is like a classic anime. Yeah. And then I, people don't talk about this enough. He used every form of the word lion. Okay. I'm trying and, to stop lying like, like a, a mum bro, but, but I'm, I'm not lying when I'm laying, laying on the, the beat. beat. He used it in multiple tenses and still found a way to make it about Thundercats. Which is a which is a homophone Bruh. of lion, bro. He yeah he hit that verse is cra- that I ain't gonna lie. Niggas say that like 
uh, was it Jizza on Tri- Triumph is like a perfect verse. Lupe on Touch the Sky oh is kind of like God. on the same lines. Like it's like a perfect verse because like every every fucking bar is Bible saying something. Body like Mrs. Mrs. Butterworth. What? Duh. He came. Uh, he came in the game too good for if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, bro. Most niggas had to build up the verses like that. Nah, yeah. nah, nah. Lupe said, "That's what y'all niggas committed to memory, my nigga." Yeah, like Lupe said, if "Y'all niggas ain't never heard of me after this verse. You, you gonna will look for everything else I put out." And that's literally what happened. I heard him on that shit. I was like, "Oh, I, I like the song." I was like, this, the, "That third nigga's pretty cool." I wonder what. You know, it was all the it was all the the rage about. I'm like, oh, is that is that a new artist or something? Who? Mm-hmm. It was when Kanye was like, you know, kind of I don't say kind of bubbling, but he was on his second album stuff. So you know when niggas have a really good first album, by the second album they probably try to make their own labels. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he was a shy time re- representer. You know what I'm saying? You do your own due diligence. You realize like, oh shit, he got his own thing popping. You know what I'm saying? Kid Push, I think, came out. You do your research. You be like, oh, he got three mixtapes out. Mm-hmm. Let me check these shits. You know what I mean? And I checked all them shits, liked them all. It was around the time Gorillas was popping. There was a new wave of shit. Niggas was rapping on Gorilla beats mm-hmm. during that time, like. I think that was the whole premise of his uh, third uh, Fahrenheit tape, which admittedly I wasn't the biggest fan of because I feel like it just didn't. I like the way he was. He was very boom bapish. So me liking his boom bap shit and then going to him rapping on gorilla shit. Some of them didn't, didn't translate the best to me, but I love the different. first two. It is different. I definitely love the first two, the Fahrenheit 115 part one and then the Fahrenheit 115 part two Revenge of the Nerds that I love those tapes, bro. But I mean, if you think about it, I'm looking at the order here. All the Fahrenheit's were real quick. And then, but he was also dropping his album. So like his style was changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his first album, Food and Liquor 1, came out in 06. That's the same year as the Fahrenheit's came out. Yeah. Does it have a month for the uh, tapes? No, it doesn't. So I imagine those probably came out early that year. Because mm-hmm. he was just, I guess it was just like a, a moving train or whatever. It was like, you know, it was back when you can get clothing lines to sponsor your tapes and stuff like that. Yep. So it was like he dropped the tape in 05. And I feel like, to my opinion, I feel like the first one is the best one. But um, he dropped the tape in 05. I guess it was getting traction in this town. You know what I'm saying? Dropped the second one. Same thing. You know what I mean? I guess by that time, I guess he met the right people that could get him, you know, in the room with Kanye and some shit. And then. Kanye gave him the uh, chance to get that verse off. Mm-hmm. You know, say so it was a trickle effect. Then around that same time, I think Kick Push came out too. I think that's also what made him stay in our brains because we've heard niggas be on like you know ill nigga shit and then leave an impression, but then they might not get a second chance. Mm-hmm. So you kind of forget about them. Whereas like Lupe was like, oh okay, who's this nigga Lupe Fiasco? And then you see it again, it's like, oh shit, this song Kick Push. I was like, oh, it's that nigga from Touch the Sky. Okay, yeah, right. came out. It be, almost became an instant classic. Definitely, it was instant, instant, like, instant vintage. You yeah, feel me, bro? Instant fire. It was everything about it was perfect. Yeah, it told a story. It was when skating was really getting hot too. Like, mm-hmm. like not just the skaters. Like it was starting. To, everybody was starting to skate. Like, Cause we, Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah, nigga, I had a skateboard. You know what I'm saying? I was smaller that during that time too, but I never learned how to skate. But I wanted to get a skateboard because of that shit, and mm-hmm. I got it. And then my friends would ride it because <laughs> I tried doing that shit. And I was like, I do, I do not have balance, man. Again, I am scared to fall. You know, New York got a lot of concrete. So that shit, you, you, you touch the ground, you leaving skin there. That's true. You know what I mean? I, I get that. But yeah, kick push came out was an instant classic. And, instant. 
Everybody was like, all right, I'm, I'm checking for this nigga now. Yeah, got got niggas' attention, you feel me? And his first album went gold. Yeah, it had some, it had some joints on it, bro. Like, oh yeah, I yeah, still, yeah, yeah. I, Lupe is one of the few people that like, at least when I would go to karaoke in Florida, that was like, he would be like the list of people I would go to. Like I would play, I would do a, I didn't even do kick push. I would always do daydream with Jill Scott. I love mm. daydream. And, um, well, it was from his other album, but like superstar, you know, people forget how big superstar was, was huge. Superstar was huge. But you yeah. ain't never do. He say, she say. I couldn't, I would have cried. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, I would've cried. That's one of those songs where, like, I heard it and liked it as a kid, but, like, you know, I was only 16 at the time, so, you know, with daddy issues, you don't really realize what that shit does to you until you, like, reach adulthood, and they'd be like, oh, man, that fucked me up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, now when I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I listen to that shit now, that shit gives me teary-eyed. Like, and don't let me watch the video. Oh. Somebody at the door ain't got no damn key? No. All right, you, you continue talking while I open the door. All right, so, yeah. Lupe's first album went gold and he pretty much solidified himself as a nigga to be reckoned with in hip hop because his first album, he had kick push banger sold like crazy. Then he also had like, he also had the cool on there and the cool turned out to be like basically the, the name of his next album, you know what I'm saying? It set the tone for his next project. And he even had a Jay-Z feature with pressure. There's not many. There's not many niggas whose first album they could get a Jay Z feature. Let that be known. That is very rare. That's what I'm saying. You like got, you gotta be. He, he was getting co-signed immediately. Yeah, you gotta be a different nigga to get Jay Z on your first album. Get a. I remember Saigon said it perfectly when he got the um the the uh, Jay Z verse for his re- for a remix that he had. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Look at the Jay Z verse. Look at how much money he has. You can't buy a Jay Z verse." Like he don't need your money. You what? A hundred thousand? Nobody's gonna pay a million dollars for a verse, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't buy a Jay Z verse. He's only gonna do it just if he feels like it, or if he likes you as an artist. You feel me? So that Jay, that's why there's still niggas now that are certified legends. Still can't like, get a Jay Z verse. Still want that Jay Z verse. You know what I mean? Nigga, niggas, niggas that niggas don't even listen to, like niggas underground niggas like Uncle Murder. You know what I'm saying? He was on a song with Fabulous and Jay Z called Brooklyn because he was signed to uh, Rockefeller at the time mm-hmm. and was uh, popping in the city. He still brags about that shit. He's like, nigga, he's like, hold, let me talk to these niggas. Besides me and Fab, Jay-Z ain't do a song with none of these niggas. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. some shit to talk about, bro. So, hey, say what you want. That nigga got a Jay-Z. He on a song with Jay-Z, nigga. Yeah. You feel me? But yeah, Lupe. That, and I remember um, when we would be in church, uh, when, when uh, Mackenzie used to do the drums, we would sit there, he would sit there and do the drums of that shit. <laughs> And I'll sit there and rap, rap the freaking verses in the sanctuary after like everything cleared out and shit. That almost was like a, a good ass moment. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Had all the had all the uh, uh, all the good cosigns on it. Had Pharrell on there. You know what I'm saying? Gave him the uh, track "I Got You." Mm-hmm. I love that joint. That joint was fire. Yeah, that's a good one too. His 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 first album. It was everything you'd really want from a debut album, and yeah. then some. Yeah. So he was really set up for success. And he dropped his next album, The Cool. And this is when I really got on board. Like, I had to really go back and listen to Food and Liquor like that. But mm-hmm. The Cool was, was was my entry point. And I was like, this shit is good. Yeah, I'm I'm not mad at that. Because, yeah, The Cool the cool was definitely, if, if anybody consider his catalog to have a classic, niggas would say The, the Cool is that. Yeah. Because it, it, it was a perfect kind of concept album. Where it was like, it had a concept in it, but the whole tape wasn't that. 
So it's like, if you like the story of it, you can enjoy the story of it. But if you just want to listen to an album, you also get that too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's not like, you know, the beginning is the beginning of the man's life and then the end is the the credits. It's like, I think like maybe seven of the songs told the story. And then other than that, everything else is just, you know, Lupe doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the cool, the cool, let's talk about Superstar. Superstar. I feel like Superstar is one of the moments where people besides you and I, especially in Spring Hill, started uh, noticing Lupe. I agree with that. And we was, you know, I had to get out the syndrome of being like, y'all niggas is late. Like, he had a, he had a hit. I think it was uh, with the nigga, what's his name? Uh, Matthew Santos. Yep, that's his name. You know what I'm saying? I knew about the dude just because he he collabed with him on the first album, um, a song American Terrorist. Mm-hmm. I like that song. So it was a second collaboration, but you know, this one hit a little better, had a nice video to it. You know what I mean? And just had the right bar. Lupe be knowing how to make the right bars that connect with everybody during certain moments. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. song was everywhere. Like yeah, that sure. song was everywhere. But then, Oh wait, no, no, no. I, I, I skipped something before we get to there. We got to talk about, Oh, okay. I was tripping. I thought this came out before, but you remember what came out afterwards. Dumb it down. Yeah, dumb it down, touch the streets, and that I was like, and just in case anybody thought he was trying to go commercial, nigga came with the most lyrical lyrical song ever in history. Like, oh nigga, yeah, nigga, yeah, to let niggas know I'm with the shit. Yeah, nigga, I, I, I made this, I made this other shit for fun. Yeah, nigga, the bars is here. Exactly. Uh, the nigga that still makes that freaking that got entendres on top of entendres that you got to spend ten years dissecting what the fuck I was talking about, mm-hmm. but it still sounds fire. So you're gonna like it on first listen, and you're gonna like it years later. Oh, that's still here. Ain't shit change, but the pockets, nigga. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Dumb It Down was crazy. That shit was a moment. The cool, it just had, it it had songs that you didn't think would still hit like that. Because it, it has songs, right? But mm-hmm. then there's still songs that I return to that aren't even the hits. Like, I even like all the other shit. Like, High Definition with Snoop Dogg is my shit. Yes, yes. That's, That's- my shit. Or even the freaking the the, uh, the go go gadget flow. Yeah, like, yo, that shit. That shit I like was... that one. I I even like Paris Tokyo. Paris Tokyo is a nice little vibe setter. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He, he know he he know how to make a song for every occasion, and I feel like most uh, most artists, at least nowadays, they can't do that no more. Yeah, Lupe was from the era of all right. I got to be able to make a song for the niggas and for the ladies. I got to be able. To, I got to be versatile. And yeah. Lupe is just versatile enough to do it. There's even niggas from his era who just not versatile enough to pull it off. Yeah. Lupe finds a way to make his style fit any type of song he want to make. And that shit's a very, very impressive, especially with his, his lyrical style. And kind of like you, uh, you referenced Lupe, that nigga where I'll be listening to old verses and still be finding new stuff. Like his verses are very dense concept. Very intricate. Very, very like, and this is around a time. Like I'll even, I'll even put this. I'll give him credit for this. Uh, I remember even on Dumb It Down, where on the hook, there was like, um, there was like, uh, uh, when he was trying to impress like the white man, so like, yo, they're starting to think smart is cool, Lou. <laughs> they're trying to get up out the hood, Lou. They're trying to graduate from school, Lou. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna lie, when he came out and his verses were so smart, I wanted to be smart. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of the few times. Niggas talk shit about hip-hop all the time, how, you know, it, it degrades women and it, it promotes all this other shit. And for the most part, sometimes, yes, I don't even say sometimes. A lot of times it does. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we look ignorant. Mm-hmm. But with Lupe and him getting, you know, the recognition and him being a cool nerdy dude, like, like it made me want to be smarter. It made me 
feel good about being intelligent. I think it was also around the time I started reading books, not because of him, but just because for the hell of it, I started like reading hood books. I found out I like, I like hood stories. You know what I'm saying? And I would take pride in the fact that I'm in school reading because I listened to uh, Lupe Fiasco. I was like, fuck it. Y'all niggas can chat and talk to these, you know, ugly chicks all damn day and whatnot. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fuck with y'all niggas when we graduate. I know that. So I'm going to read these books, you know what I'm saying? Get this knowledge and learn to see these experiences and shit. You know what I mean? Like he kind of, he kind of ushered in a little bit of like niggas being proud of being intelligent, you know what I'm saying? Or a little bit smarter, you know, the nerdy glasses, fashion changed, all that shit. Like mm-hmm. he was definitely one of the pioneers of that during that time. Okay. And even, I think it was around the time where Houston was getting a little shine. Like, I think uh, it was kind of right after, like, the Mike Jones and Slim Thug uh, stuff. You know what I mean? And that's where uh, Hip Hop Saved My Life comes in because the subject of that story is from Houston. You know what I mean? But that joint even connected with niggas because that literally detailed the grind of being an artist trying to yeah. get out there. Everybody want to stack that cheese. You know what I'm saying? Some, some, some. Stack that cheese. <laughs> Mother, sister, cousin. Stack that cheese. He couldn't think of nothing. Stack that cheese. You know what I mean? It was... Yo, Lupe just had it at one. He 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 definitely had it at one time, bro. And I ain't gonna hold you to this day. Still, one of my favorite songs on the album is "Put You on Game," because mm-hmm. it's one of the concept joints where um, I think it, uh, it was I forgot the characters. It was the cool, the game, and there was something else. It was supposed to be three characters I kind of play in the uh in the um story. But you know, y'all, y'all niggas can do y'all googles and you do diligence to to see the stories. But the game kind of almost plays as like the devil, so he almost like speaks as the game and like just speaking on like you know like you know i'm the energy that's you know all this it's just it's just a fire concept joint and i i just let a joint it's one of joints that ages really well you know what i mean yeah fire tape fire concept and that's i won't even hold you like he's so fire there's like leftover fire like he'll like uh he'll have um he'll have like leftover verses i forgot what song is called but there's a joint where he um where he like describes a, a, a robot or describes like a being and he'll be like uh niggas that watched the, the bt cypher that he was in remember when he was like uh they say the game is the belly of the beast blunts for fingers and um hollow tips for teeth wire taps for ears knock your ears for feet blasphemy for prayers a system for like, he'll just describe some shit and it's just so visual but it's like a wild ass like yeah he does that niggas can make a whole like actual like story or movie or book off of just some shit he 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 made in a rap because i mean he kind of does that again in one of the songs off of enemy of the state which was his mixtape like right right like a couple a little bit while after the cool yeah because he dropped enemy of the state which was that was i, I, I fucked that big state heavy I did too. I liked, uh, let's see, Enemy of the State. Yes, I did like, cause that was when he was rapping on other people's beats and I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. it was, the bars was there. It was kind of after the debacle of lasers. We're kind of, kind of skip. I'll skip by lasers <laughs> a little bit cause I ain't gonna lie. Lasers is where labels fuck up a good thing. No, again, lasers is after. Is after, um, lasers, lasers wasn't released till 2011. Enemy of the State was really came out in 09. Oh, well, I think, I think, well, well, I mean, when you look at the, the time difference, though, the cool came out 07 and yeah. lasers came out 2011. And it was because the label trouble, they didn't want to put out lasers. So it kind of pushed back for a long You're time. Right. I, I forgot. I forgot that it got pushed back because even when you look at it, it says it was recorded in 08. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, that's why, like, he when he dropped the shit, he kind of wasn't committed to the shit. It still did a little well. I think he had the um what the words I never said. I think mm. that joint kind of went a little bit. 
It was kind of like an electric sounding album and people kind of didn't like it. I got keep it right. I kind of didn't like it either. You know I what I'm saying? Also did not like it like it, that. It wasn't my favorite thing, but yeah, we can skip right back at it. You know, lasers was a moment. It was cool. It was a great concept, but like I said, it's one of them times where a label labels fuck up a good thing, which will hap- happens a lot. It happens a fucking lot. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, so back to enemy of the state, him rapping to other people's beats. Killing shit, mm-hmm. all the joints that was popping at that time, and I think even some um some previous ones, like yeah. just good, just came on. Beat state was a great way to return to niggas. I still got bars, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, like he had here to remind like, niggas. I feel like he's like I'm not just sitting around while. doing nothing. Yeah, it yeah. had been a little while. He had, he had to put something out, and he put out something great. Yeah, and he's also like one of them. He's not one of them artists that is like feature heavy. So you so if he don't release the tape. You ain't gonna hear from him. No. You know what I'm saying? So that's why like label trouble with an artist can fuck up some good shit. Cause you know, these days you can have an artist that may not drop an album, but they'll be on everybody's tape. So you ain't you're gonna miss them as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But these days, nigga, like these days, nigga, if if we saw artists in on on in the basement on Rap City, we we're excited. It's like, oh shit, a verse is coming, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Might be from the album, might not be, but we mm-hmm. know we we excited. But yeah, and then Friend of the People, I Fight Evil. Now let's talk about this real quick. All right. This album right here, which is ironically came out the same year as Lasers. Mm-hmm. I've looked at this album as the album that he wanted to make with Lasers because it was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was the electric sounds, electronic sounds, but it was better crafted, much better album. Oh, it's a mixtape. A much better tape, much better presentation. I liked it a lot more than lasers. It's because you can do what you want on your mixtapes. Yeah, and that's Every unfortunate. Niggas, like a lot of niggas' mixtapes are better than their albums because it's what they really wanted to make. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because like with lasers, whereas they have pop, they have um electronic elements. It's also with the label being involved. They're like, okay, we need a pop single though. Mm-hmm. We need we need you to work with this artist that you've never heard of and never thought to work with. Exactly, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of fucks up things. But with this one, I was like, all right. This felt more like of what he was trying to do, and I liked it because then you get you get a, a double burger with cheese, classic song in my opinion, classic, love that joint. Double burger with cheese is amazing, bro. I think we had uh, uh was it SLM Part Two, super. It was like uh, let me look at that joint. It was su- it was super something super. Because it was one of them joints before Mural. Which we'll get to. Yeah, that's was, yeah, that's that's on his next album. It was known as a uh, as uh, his uh, you know, just go off and go, you know, lyrical miracle shit, but in a good way. Hold on a second. SLR. Yeah, oh, SLR. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one though. That was that was when he just went in. I think he just went in on some on electric beat, just like for I think like damn near five minutes, just bars. And I kind of like the uh, what was it? Life, death, and love from from uh, was it San San Francisco or something? Which is just him like rapping on a jazz beat. So fire. Now that we talking about niggas rapping over electric beats, this is a slight segue, but I promise we'll return to our subject. Do you feel like that set the tone for a nigga like Laws, who never really made it, but still wanted to rap over electronic beats? Yes, definitely did. Okay, definitely did. I I definitely I definitely would uh say actually, if I'm not mistaken. I need to look up like when when his timeline is because this is a oh eleven, so I want to make sure that like it wasn't around the same time, because around a little eleven or twelve, that might have been. It might, it might be some overlap in there because yeah, by it, then I think Laws was already working with Justice League. Yeah, I think he, I think he he might have he might have been before this a little bit. 
But like with Lupe, he's like you kind. Of, he's kind of done enough that you give him the credit. Like, in this uh, side note, like we listened to Yeezus and everybody in the world was amazed, but we weren't because we like we still listen to Justice. We listened to Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. It wasn't so amazing because it's like, oh, okay, we we've already heard some of your underground niggas rap on some of these beats. So mm-hmm. him just making an album of it, it's Kanye, so it's gonna be of a certain quality. But I'm not impressed. Like he did something new. No. He just. Did something that other niggas was already doing. And he'd already made the stronger button where he sampled Def Punk. Yeah. So it wasn't so um, far fetched. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't even the biggest fan of Yeezus. It was cool. I like maybe three or four songs from there. You know what I'm saying? I'm the same way. And it also hurt hearing that album because, like, on that album, he wasn't really focused on lyrics. Whereas, like, the previous album, I felt like his lyrics was, like, at five star. Like, he was. But you got to remember by then, he already had his whole team. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I, and the only thing that sucks about the great thing about Kanye, the thing that sucks about him is every album, while it's still Kanye, it's always a different direction. The only ones that may sound similar is uh, Late Registration and College Dropout. That's it. Because Late Registration just felt like College Dropout with like, you know, more more um, creativity, more pizzazz, done the right way. But then mm-hmm. Graduation, that was a kind of a different direction. I'm about to say something blasphemous. What's up? So we all make fun of Drake for having his team of writers. Uh-huh. But why don't we ever say the same about Kanye? Because he's Kanye. That's why? That's the only difference? Listen, I don't know what it is about Kanye. Kanye's one of the few people, even though I hate people that make Illuminati talk, when they talk about him, I, I, I ain't gonna say I believe it, but I be like, there's something there. Because I don't understand how a nigga that has been so pro-black his whole career, then somehow hugs, loves Trump, and then somehow still get support from the black community, like niggas, di- like niggas didn't say fuck. I drive now and see fuck Trump signs. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Literally, I saw a sign that said, "Hey, presidential library." Niggas etched out presidential and said fuck Trump. You feel me? And we in Atlanta, a black ass area. You feel me? I don't understand how a nigga has holes in his clothes and somehow that becomes fashion during that time. Homeless chic. You remember the time? Or when niggas was wearing shorts over their jeans. And just because he did it, that became fashion. I think he did do that. But if you see niggas wearing leather jeans now, it's almost because of Kanye. Not solely because of him, because niggas was wearing all leather shit before, of course. You know, Naza Hate Me Now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Eddie Murphy and Delirious and Raw. But when niggas come out now. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Michael Jackson's Thriller. But when niggas come, like when street niggas, street niggas come out on stage and their jeans are leather, I attribute that to Kanye a little but, bit. But, hey. It was kind of a, a return to form because remember rap groups in like in the eighties used to wear the leather and the chains and stuff because that's what was in with the rock groups. People didn't start dressing comfortable until Run DMC. They was the first niggas to really start wearing hoodies and jeans and Adidas. Everybody else was like, "Oh, we got to put on all this extra shit." And they said, "These niggas come out on stage looking comfortable as fuck." Yeah, shout out, shout out to Run DMC. We 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 sitting around here dressed like Rick James and Prince. We don't want to be wearing this shit either. Yeah, niggas, niggas like niggas, niggas definitely used to come out in some questionable shit and some wild ass shit because they thought that's what they had to wear to fit in. But then they realized that Run DMC was like, "Nah, nigga, we ain't wearing that." Run DMC said, "Well, fuck it, I don't gotta wear it neither." Run DMC literally was dressed like your local stick up kids. Yeah, that's what they little. Which I don't see it because I wasn't around during the time. But like, I don't know how niggas can stick you up in all leather outfits. With Adidas on, that's kind of crazy to me. But I've heard I'm, niggas from Adidas at that. Untied you can't even run. <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't run. You can't run, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? They can go walk away with your chain. 
You know how much that's gonna suck? You go, yo, hey, I ain't gonna lie, yo. I'm from New York, my nigga. I don't know how many young niggas ever been like robbed before, and I don't mean like robbed like niggas broke in your house, like robbed because you was outside and then nigga walk away with your shit. You know how frustrating it is to see to get robbed, and then the nigga don't run off. Cause he's just, it's not even that kind of situation. He only got worried about running off. So then you just see the nigga, he's just far away. And you just looking at the nigga walk away with your shit. And you're just like, bro, like I should run to him right now and just like at least get beat up or something. Like, like, oh, I think got my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, bro. Like, come on, dog. I, I couldn't imagine, bro. Like if I had gold chains on and niggas stuck me up for my shit and then we still walking on the same block. I see that nigga go to the Chinese spot that I probably just came from. That nigga hungry. That nigga about to have that nigga about to have a chicken wings and fried rice with my chains on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a different that's a different level of pain. That's a different level of pain. You gotta still look at the nigga. And then yo, that nigga's been that never been robbed by niggas in your neighborhood. So niggas you might see later on, and then you just have this story's going too long, Quan. You never been robbed before, Kev. Well, I'm assuming you haven't. You probably but this, this story's going too long. Anyway. Lupe Fiasco. Nigga, get robbed and you'll feel my pain, my nigga. That shit crazy. Lupe Fiasco. So then after that, he dropped Food and Liquor 2, the Great American Rap Out Part 1. Now, I ain't gonna lie. Here's where I started kind of falling off from the Lupe train a little bit. I ain't gonna hold you. But I heard the album was pretty decent. It wasn't like crazy great reviews, but... So you didn't like Bitch Bad Woman good? No, Bitch Bad was good. I liked Bitch Bad. And I even liked um, the... um, What was it? Around My Way, which, Mm -hmm. you know, shout out to Beezy. I remember... um, Somebody asked him one time when the um dead was having a live and it was like Beasy, what's your favorite beat? And he said, They reminisce over you by uh, CL Smooth and P Rock. That is also my favorite beat ever. That's one beat is so fire, like you could just listen to the beat. It's just it's to the point that like nigga, if I watch Boondocks and watch the uh the Bob Ross making fun episode, they actually put the sample in there when they're running from the cops. I get a moment there. Like it it, it hits me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I but he basically started thinking that NBA screen immediately. That too, that too. I miss games like that. I would just have the beats just playing, because to, to this day too, there's a freaking um Red Man song that just always sticks in my head, for for no reason because NBA hoops had uh NBA street hoops had that, and I would just know that shit. Oh, the Rockwaller too, Rockwaller. I knew that shit by heart just because of that shit. But yeah, like Lupe remade that joint for his first single around my way, so that kind of touched my heart a little bit. But yeah. Other than that, it was it was a pretty decent album. Like I wasn't too, you know, impressed off it. I think it also came out mad years later, so it was like, you know, by that time we find other people to to, to like. Yeah, you know by I mean? then, like this came out twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, I was already listening to Kendrick and yeah, and Big Crit and J Cole by then. Yeah, we are we already had some artists that like saw what y'all did and got inspired and and are doing their own shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So we was good. I think we even shit. What what, the, what year did the freshman cover come out? They, the freshman cover started coming out of your while before 2012. Yeah, so we, so uh, them was well in their careers by then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because especially Drake. Oh, especially Drake. 20, 2012. Yeah, nigga, nigga, so far gone came out 08. So that's he was, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, Drake. Yeah. Drake was already on top of the game by then, for real, for real. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's extra because I remember too. I remember uh Kendrick Lamar EP, which made me listen to Kendrick Lamar. Which we we'll talk about one day. Yeah, it was literally I think New Year's. I remember. Cause I was watching videos. He was like, like on the cam- on camera, like, yeah, mom's coming out. It's the last, it's new years. You know what I'm saying? Starting 09. And I remember, cause around that time, a lot of people was influenced by, uh, so far gone, which mm-hmm. the Kendrick Lamar EP was influenced by so far gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, 
Kendrick Lamar had three years in already by that time. Yeah, I'm saying the Kendrick Lamar EP, the OD. Yeah, he wasn't even. Yeah, Section 80 was even out by then. Nigga, so, nigga, yeah. Schoolboy Q was probably heating up at that time. Nigga, you know setbacks had been out by then. Yeah, yeah. So it was. We already had some more artists that we already cling to. You know, what I'm saying for I won't say that Lupe Fiasco feel, but like what we loved about Lupe, we was kind of getting that already. Like it's from from other people. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know. So then he he fell back for a couple years, and yeah. then he came back with Tattoo on Youth. Yeah, and I heard that that joint was received pretty well. Like it was a pretty. Actually, no, I take it back. I for, I forgot to mention Lost in the in the Atlantic. I never listened to that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I that... apologize to real Lupe fans. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, maybe I... maybe y'all in the comments could let us know. Um, yeah, I wasn't aware of that tape. I literally saw it for the first time looking at his Wikipedia. Now the one that came afterwards, Feral Height. I didn't listen to that tape, but I did download it when it came out because I knew it was an official release. I, uh, you know, I downloaded it because I was still Lupe fan. Uh, Lupe fan. Yeah. I think at that time it was like you know he was like not returning to the game, but I think he was like independent. Which I've said on here, I wish a lot more artists would do. Is like you you have your time to major, you've had your success, you still have the fan base, you still love to do this shit, right? Mm -hmm. You say you love to do this shit. Having a studio at home don't cost that much. Really, all you got what you spend a thousand dollars, you have a pretty decent setup. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You can have it at your home or whatever. You pay an engineer to you pay a decent engineer to come by. Nigga, some decent engineers don't even cost that much. Maybe twenty five an hour, thirty thirty an hour. With with, you know, I don't want to be in rappers' pockets, but I feel like to rappers, especially if that's an investment, it's not that bad. You got you got rapport with niggas, niggas can send you beats that you can worry about paying for afterwards or whatever. Niggas can make it happen, but I feel like niggas just get used to the machine. But he was on his own doing shit. So that also meant, like what we got with um friend of the people, it's gonna be what he wants to give us, not some label driven bullshit or mm -hmm. sample clearance issues. It's gonna be what he wants to give us. You know what I mean? So I was excited for that, and I feel like that was the joint that had uh, mural, right? Yes, Tesla and you've had mural, and also had deliver, which was like the leading single off of there. Yeah. But mural is the one that stuck with niggas the most. Yeah. And Tetsuo and Youth is low-key like a return to his anime feel. Yeah. I mean, Tetsuo, that's the nigga from Akira. So, and it had the red, it was like the cover was red, kind of like Akira. So, it was just, it was the album that niggas knew he could still make, for real, yeah. for real. Yeah, The dreads was long, you know what I'm saying? The, the bars were still there. Yeah. I remember he even went to uh, Sway in the morning, kicked a little freestyle. Uh, clearly off the dome freestyle, and it still sounded fire. Like, yeah. like he, was, he was just as good as he ever had been. You know yeah. what I mean? Niggas was like, he still got it. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That, that, that was Lupe the fiasco. You know what I'm saying? Lupe the killer. Killer. The killer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True Lupe fans know about that. Yeah. Then after that, um, he dropped Droga's Light and Droga's Wave. Yeah. And Droga's Light, I remember I listened to it when it first came out, and I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. I don't really return to it like that, though. I ain't gonna hold you. I return Tetsuo and Youth more. But mm -hmm. Droga's Light, I appreciated that he was collabing with people that like I was like by then he was collabing with Big Crit. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, that's crazy. I fuck with Crit. I know Crit got bars, but most niggas outside the South don't really listen to him like that. Yeah. And but to get Crit and Ross on the song, I was like, all right, he still got his ear to the streets. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I liked I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. He was still even with him being independent and shit, he was still collabing with your favorite artists. Like the drug Dragas Light got a, more than a few uh, Ty Dolla Sign features on there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got Rick Ross on there, a few other people. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nicki Jean. You know, when Hip Hop Save My Life came out, I had a crush on Nicki Jean. You know what I'm saying? For the longest. She was a very nice lady. 
I used to watch her. I used to watch her YouTube shit. She always just looks so happy, like genuinely. Like before, niggas made it a fake thing to always be happy on YouTube. Like she would just be like, "Hey, how are you?" She was almost like a female Bob Ross without the painting. You know what I mean? But she's on. She's on them joints. She's on Dragos Wave more mm-hmm. than a few times. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like they she, collab she's on, often. She's on a bunch of his projects. She's been on. I think almost all of them, low key. Yeah, she's collab. They collab often. You know what I'm saying? So he's still out here doing his shit. And I I appreciate that because that's what I be wanting niggas to do. Like niggas that are, are clearly talented, you know what I'm saying? And ain't nobody ever gonna say that Lupe can't rap. No, nah. nobody will ever fix their mouth to say some dumb shit like that. You lying if you say that. You know what I'm saying? You you lying at your ass. You feel mm. me? You are pretty much caught by your chick, dick in the side chick. I didn't do it. Lying. That's what Dang. you're lying. That's, that's what you're doing. That's some intense lying. That's some intense. Cause yo, Lupe can rap his ass off. Even if I don't listen to his shit, that's one thing I always know. Like, if I listen to Lupe, I'm expecting some good-ass bars, good-ass raps. You feel me? Always. Every time. And he always delivers. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, he usually always delivers. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. And I think his last actual release, well, that last album release he dropped was 2018. House. But he, well, the EPs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He dropped two EPs last year. He dropped House and he dropped Tape Tape. Yeah, Tape Tape was with a soundtrack. Who, uh, if you don't know, who soundtrack is he's the one that produced uh, Kick Push. Mm-hmm. I know he worked a lot with uh, with um, Lupe in the be- in the beginning stages, like you know his uh his first album and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So I, I didn't check the credits between then, so I don't know how much they worked. Like you know, from that point on, he's actually but... on, on a, a good bit of things. Oh, okay, so that's yeah. good. So that's yeah. good. So yeah, soundtrack. You know, they got a tape together. You know, he's still putting out projects, and I like that. You know what I'm saying? He's really in his bag. He's really just... I love when artists get in the level that they're just doing what the fuck they want to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce does that shit because she has the power to. But Jay-Z, Jay-Z does what the fuck he wants to do, bro. Like, you'll get a verse when you want to and that's, that shit's going to be fire because it's still got love for the culture and love for what what he does. You know what I'm saying? Who knows if we're going to get another 4 for 4? I don't know. But I know if, if Jay-Z ever drops the albums in the next five years, it's going to be something with a lot of jewelry on it. It's a lot of life lessons. You know what I'm saying? He's been in a little bit of a poetry bag. Like, I like when artists get to the point of, okay, it's not about the label or whatever. I, I'm just doing what the fuck I want to do. Y'all know what I do. I'm just doing it again. You feel mm-hmm. me? And that's where Lupe's at, and I'm really happy for him. Proud of him. Even when he's spanking, you know, worst of 5'9 around and shit, which I, I, I still to this day. And I'm going to openly admit it. I haven't listened to none of the Lupe joints. I haven't listened to the Mickey Fax disses. I haven't listened to nothing around that because they started beefing right when I was about to start paying attention to the podcast that they were doing. I was just about to start watching it. And then literally I see a video of Royce talking about like, yo, uh, Lupe, what, what was going on with you, bro? Like, this is twice. You disrespected me. You talking to me crazy with a shirt off. <laughs> Put a shirt on, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like literally like I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh damn. I was about to start watching this shit. Now it's already over. It's, it's over that fast. And then they started lyrically sparring with one another, and I'm hearing that Royce is getting his ass whipped, and I'm just like, this is not supposed... That wasn't how this was supposed to go. This is not how this chapter was supposed to end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was going to be at least... If it's not both sides, like, it's going to be Royce tearing niggas' asses up. But apparently not. Because Royce got bars. He does. I never play with Royce like that, but niggas, niggas decided to play, keep playing, invite, invite friends over. Niggas and, had a niggas had a damn play party. And apparently he got tired, bro. Apparently he got yeah. I I'm I don't even know how to feel about that because I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but I've I've told Bloodbath I'm like, yo, Royce has a really weird record with beefing. For somebody that raps really, really well, and I won't even say raps really well, but raps really well 
with like aggressive bars. So you think he would be good at battling? Like Lupe, you don't you wouldn't expect him to be a good battler because he doesn't rap aggressive. He mm. just was really good poetically. Sometimes that could work well um, as battle bars, but it doesn't always translate. You know what I'm saying? Just how like mm-hmm. when Common and Ice Cube beefed, niggas was so surprised that Common really went in on Ice Cube because he was like he don't even rap like that. But apparently, yeah, apparently Royce Royce wasn't ready for that shit, and that's 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 weird to me. It's it's like a lower level Drake and Meek Mill to me. Because Meek still was supposed to win that battle between him and Drake. I just, I just hate that Drake dropped two. He dropped two back back to back. Honestly, charged up wasn't even all that to me. Charged up was cool. Charged up wasn't even all that. Charged up was a flick. It was a yeah, but niggas wasn't really hype on it. It was like it was cool. It's like okay, oh, it's like oh, okay. We we at least know mm. niggas is willing to go to the studio for this. Because mm-hmm. I hate to say it, this is in this generation. Sometimes shit doesn't always go to the to to it either goes on social media or goes to the streets. It doesn't go always go to the booth. Yeah. But I was like, okay, at least we can go to the booth for this. And now everybody looking at Meek Mill, like, oh, okay, I know Meek gonna come with that shit, boy. <laughs> Drake them fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then we ain't hear nothing. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Drake come back. I what waited. Was, I Meek, waited. Meek dropped a song, but I, I forget what it's called right now. It was mad late. It wasn't. It was mad late. It wasn't what it needed to be because by then. Back to back, it took over the streets yeah. in a major way. Yeah. To the, it was back, back to back is so big, like for real, for real. He I put, remember I was talking to girls, they didn't even realize it was a diss track. Yeah. He, he made a diss track that was too catchy. It was in the clubs. It was, it was, oh, it was a banger of it a was, song. I think, you it, I think man, you're not supposed to make diss tracks that catchy. I think it was Grammy nominated. Yeah. And people still didn't realize this it is was a diss, diss track. Cause you know what the funny thing is? Niggas, niggas, I think, I, I don't know if somebody like Nori said this. It was like, yo, we really realized Drake has made the most gentleman diss track ever. It's like, <laughs> you, you listen to the track, he's disrespecting Meek, but he never calls him. He don't call him out his name. He don't call him a bitch. He don't say nothing disrespectful. He just speaks on facts. He just he just speaks on shit. Is that a world tour or your girls tour? That's what I'm saying. Bro. You know what I'm saying? I know that you gotta be a thug for it. This is what she meant when she told you to open up more. It was just like, just, bro. Niggas, niggas don't make this tracks like they, that. They no? don't, and then it, and then it bump like it, 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 it's that's that joint slides today. You feel me? Like it's crazy. Niggas was, niggas, niggas was when I nigga perform that shit. Niggas would be chanting in the fucking. Is that a world tour? Are your girls tour? Like you know what I'm saying? Shout to all my boss bitches, wife and niggas. That shit was funny as fuck, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Oh, that was that was a flawless fucking. <laughs> it was a flawless fucking. And the fact that Meek didn't return fire quick enough, and then when he did return fire, it wasn't. It was lackluster. It was too late. It makes back to back even harder. We needed that. We needed that. Ooh, kill him energy. And yes. He did not bring the ooh, kill him. Yes. Energy. Fucking why? Yo, why he had the energy for Kendrick when Kendrick didn't even? He, he, he didn't even really diss niggas, <laughs> but but he had he had ooh, kill him for him. We Nick, it's just weird because like bro, we was like yo, yeah, yo, Philly, Braids, Burke Street, like what's what's going on? We've seen you battle rap niggas we on know multiple what you videos. Do. You do this, you know what I'm saying? You stop be- letting this industry nigga do you like this, bro. You beat Cassidy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you beat Cassidy, who's known for rapping. Even that nigga gave you a ten minute diss track, and while niggas can say that Cassidy shit was better, you can you almost came with the shit that Drake did to you. Because I remember it was a joint called Raid. It was mm-hmm. a fire beat. And he just dissed cast on that joint, but it was like a joint that could slide in the club. Like you would go to, you would listen to that joint in the car. 
Whereas like Cassidy, you're going to want to sit in the living room with your homeboys, listen to the joint 10 minutes. You're not going to go back to it. Whereas Raid, you can be like, yo, that beat was kind of hard. Play that shit again. Like, you know? So that's what made him win. But yeah, apparently that shit came back to bite him in the ass. <laughs> that, that shit was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Roy, Royce, Royce and Lupe is, 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 is still weird. Did they still have their podcast? I don't think so. Because that shit, how do you go back from that? I didn't go back for that. I was the second. I, I was so excited for that podcast to come out. I was not excited to one too. episode. I didn't listen to one episode of that shit, and I, then they, they, I found out there was beefing, bro. Because I, like, I think I, I oh, let me let me let me do my yeah. Googles before I start talking. Because bro, the show over. I like to let my episodes stack. So like when I have free time, like you know I'm off today. When I have free time, I can sit back and let, watch the shit and just have it play on while I'm going while I'm working on beats or or playing video games or something. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, they got a podcast. That's wonderful. Two of my favorite rappers. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know Mickey Fax was on there. So I was like, oh, snap. Three of my favorite rappers. I'm going to say Mickey's one of my favorite. But, like, I really like Mickey. Like, I respect him. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, okay, this is going to be a wonderful podcast. Three intelligent black men. You know what I'm saying? They all got their relative careers. They all got respect. They all can rap really well. This is going to be fire. And then it was like maybe two weeks of that going on. And all of a sudden, beef. Biff. In, 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 as I say in the UK, or just uh, Big Shaq says, Biff. Yeah, so the podcast is over. Uh, I figured that because I figured it was over. I just wanted to make sure I confirmed that it's over. Yeah. yeah, the show didn't even last a whole year. Yeah, because so. a whole year, I don't think it lasts a month. Did be the past a month because it should, it came out in October 2020, mm-hmm. and I think it ended, let me get this right, like July 2021. So it, it lasted that long. I'm surprised, but yeah, like, yeah, that was that was a big disappointment because I was excited for that. When I found out they had a podcast, I was excited because I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great!" You know, it's it's, it's it, it was just a recipe for success. But then somehow it just went left, and I didn't I I did not see it going left or the way that it went left. You know what I mean? But yeah, Lupe Fiasco still doing his thing. I don't know if he got dreads yet. You know what I'm saying? He be he grow them shits and then he cuts them off. Yeah, he, he yeah he already he already cut them. Yeah, so he be doing what he just does what the fuck he wants to do, and I respect it. I like it. I think he even battled some niggas. You know what I'm saying? Not not officially, but you know, online through clips and shit, sent niggas sent niggas bars. You know, what I'm he's just doing what he wants. He's doing what the fuck he wants. You know what I'm saying? Him and his samurai sword and his gi just chilling. Yeah, he be having a look. I he know living his best life. Yeah, I knew like before he got. I was looking at his little his history a little bit. He he's like he was like a karate black belt or something like that years before he blew up. Yeah. And like now I notice he's getting more back into the martial arts and stuff. That's all I really see from him the most. Which yeah. I, I think that stuff is cool. You know, yeah. if I had the time for it, I would do it. But yeah, what else did I want to say about Lupe? Oh, he's also deep in the video games. He's really good at Street Fighter. He was trained. Um, I know I think yeah, I think who he trained with, but I know he played Daigo, who was like a Street Fighter legend, mm-hmm. and he 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 could hold his own pretty well. So he's a beast at Street Fighter. Well, I'll tell you what, while we're still on the T Pain campaign, trying to get T Pain on Dead End Game, you know what I'm saying? Let people know, you know what I'm saying, the videos is up right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Spread them out, pause, you know what I mean? Share all that shit. Yep. Like, comment, subscribe, all that shit to that. Mm-hmm. At T Pain, every chance you get. You feel me? When T- you see the video go up, at that nigga. You feel and me? Use hashtag T Pain campaign. You know what I mean? And I will be sharing shit now because Instagram finally uh, fixed my reels. So now I can share shit. Finally. Thank God. I was so fucking annoying. It felt weird to be a part of some shit and I can't even share the shit. So I look like I'm not even supporting the shit that I'm involved in. But, um, but yeah. 
um don't look for me to one have lupe fiasco on deg so we can play street fighter because i'm not that good so i'm not trying to get beat up but if he wants to come through and you know talk games and with us you know we're down for that too you know shout out to lupe fiasco you know i mean doing this fucking their, their damn self you know it don't take much you, you know, know who's doing that us also us but that's not what i was thinking Who? i was going to say nba young boy but you know niggas will never want to give him his flowers but hey, it is what it is he might be somebody we highlight too even though that's going to be mostly you talking but like he that like i'll while i don't listen to him like that i'll definitely tell you what work work ethic a1 doing his own fucking thing a1 can't stay out the streets a1 <laughs> Stay getting caught up in some street shit, A1. You know what I'm saying? But he and definitely... Stay out the streets. <laughs> a you were. <laughs> but he, he definitely... He definitely... Like, that 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 work... That work that work output is different. Like, I've only seen that level of work output be with either Gucci Man or, uh, or Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Like, to the point that... And they can get locked up and be in there for... for I don't know if it's been months by now, but been being there for a while and still have a whole album to just throw out. Sincerely control. And it'll, it'll still do numbers. It'll get the fans will love it. Have mad videos in the tuck. Like niggas that boy works. That like he really just be going in the booth with just one take. You I've heard know, niggas do that. You just one multiple take. times. Yeah. He just can he could one take everything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. So definitely one of the greatest talents of our generation, even if niggas don't want to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if the jail system prevents it, mm-hmm. he's, he's still one of the greatest talents of our generation. I'll say that. Yeah, I just feel like he just get caught up in being young and just and doing being shit. young boy. Cause yeah, and just doing niggas shit. Niggas also say that like oh, that whole persona that, that niggas be saying that he got. No, that's really him. He really be too tough for niggas. He really be always trying to put a strap on it. He really just be always about that action for no reason. I'm like, nigga, you are out of the streets. Stop it. Stop it, young boy. I mean, he just, but he just got some of the got some some bad influences. That's why I be scared of New Orleans niggas because them niggas be just passionate about about being. They be passionate about being ready to die or do some or crash out and do some dumb shit. Word. You know what I'm saying? All right, but, but yeah, were you passionate about this battle this week? This one, uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to our black women. We have a, a women's battle this time. It's a uh, forty bars versus KCJ. Yep, this is from the No Holds Barred three event. Mm-hmm. This is from like a month ago, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. But yeah, um, this event was a night full of good battles. Honestly, uh, Word. all the battles were great. The women put on a great show. Um, well, not all the battles were great because of both sides. Some of the battles were just a one sided slaughter. Yeah, but but still great. Uh, yeah, still great because we've encountered some battles, not with the women's battles, but we've had some nights where there's good battles and then there's some battles that are just uh. And you know what? I'd rather have somebody getting slaughtered than have it just all uh battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, the women putting on because yeah. it was all women event, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we said that, but yeah, it was all women event. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad to see women getting their proper respect. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember we've been we've been paying attention to battle rap for a long time. I remember when women were not really respected and keeping it real, the women couldn't really keep up with the men at one point. At least to my knowledge. I've never I never really went back too far into Queen of the Rings history, so I don't know how they used to be, but I know the modern Queen of the Ring artists are very good. Oh, you're very. I used to watch some of the day back in the day and, and the battles would be cool, but it was like Nah, I'll be like, I, 
I would understand if why well, when niggas when 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 the women started battling the men and they would try to make that shit happen in the beginning, some niggas didn't want to do it. And yeah, it would be because of misogynistic reasons, but it also would be it was like I don't think some of these women can hang because I don't. When I hear these niggas spit and when I hear the women spit, it wouldn't be the same. But that shit changed mm-hmm. these days. They come, these women coming with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They Whether it be the, the new artists or the the ones that are solidified, stepping their shit up, like you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. But yeah, this one was all women event, and they coming, they coming out swinging, boy. They coming out swinging, especially the two that we have, Forty Bars and Casey J. I will say, I don't want to call it. But I do look at 40 Bars a little bit as like a female twerk a little bit. Not on the greatest level like twerk, but she is really, really well put together when she remembers her shit. She has a, a, a you know, thing of choking. Choking's kind of plagued her career a little bit. But when she does get her shit out and, and like when, when, when she's not choking, it's usually pretty entertaining. It's good shit, good bars. She deserves the name that she got. Yeah, I feel like 40 Bar is a legend as far as like in the Queen of the Ring space. For sure. She's been doing and it for a long time. Yeah, like when people think Queen of the Ring, a lot of them do think of 40, 40. Bars, like, you know. And 40 Bars, it was just, it was this was basically a rookies versus vet matchup. Cause in a way, yeah. Casey J been on the rise after yeah. after being in Ultimate Madness and like battling other people. Like Casey J was one of, is like the hottest name in women's battle rap right now. Yeah. Well, I'm just in battle rap in general, for real, for real. Definitely top five. Yeah, n- n- niggas are trying to battle KCJ because like yeah. she she proved that she ain't wanting to fuck with the yeah. whole tournament. So then the women were like, nigga, she ain't even all that. Like she just she was just look good in that tournament. She not really stepping with the best of us. And Casey was like, bitch, I'm that bitch, basically. Respectfully, so then, yeah. Yeah, respectfully. Yeah. So then uh when she she got the battle, like a, a lot of people still can't battle 40. But Casey got that battle because Casey built her name up. Yeah. So she got that battle, and I was like, I hope that she could, you know what I'm saying, stay popping. I hope she could withstand that 40 bars heat. And in my opinion, she did not. Overall, I'm going to say she did not. 40, 40 displayed that there's a difference between metaphors and, and real raps. Word. In my opinion. So you, what you're saying is 40 bars said, I'm a popping ass bitch. Let me remind you. Yes. Don't That's hide. It. I can always come and find you. And she found her. Okay. Ain't no bitch in me, bitch. Come proper. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right, nigga. And I feel like Casey did, did really good. I feel like Casey did good. She put up a good fight. But and this one, this this was like a really intense battle. Like you could tell that the energy was there because like they was even arguing in the middle yeah. of their battle. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was, was kind of weird to me. But I realized like when you in the middle of that comp, when you in the middle of the battle, it's like it's it's all you, you in the zone. Yeah, yeah. you kind of in the zone. And even if even if you don't have a problem with that person, it's like I can't be friendly to you because we battling right now. Exactly. I've be, I've heard niggas even say it's like, yo, usually you kind of have attention with a nigga before you battle them. Like once you battle them, it's like you kind of can ease up a little bit because mm-hmm. like if you haven't battled a nigga, that means you're gonna end up battling a nigga. And if they see you, they see any weakness, like it's gonna be used against you. So you mm-hmm. gotta be kind of on edge a little. You know what I mean? But then, because like after they battle, they hug. They were cool, yeah. Cool. But yeah, I get it. It's, it was definitely, it, it looked almost like that, almost weird for a second. It's like, I don't know what sparked it. I just know KCJ was like, it was like, or what? Or what? Or what? Da, 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 da. And it was like, no, just rap, just rap, just rap. And they got back to it. Everything was cool again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, like coffee and Miss Hustle. <laughs> that shit was, that shit was some shit. But yeah, like, 
Well, you so you so you feel like forty bars like definitely came home with this one, huh? Yes. Okay, I respect that. Do you disagree? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And I won't say that forty bars lost. She was definitely there. She was she was proper. She was definitely in like better form. You know what I think? I think like you know how we felt when we saw uh, Chili Jones go against Real Sick for the first time, mm. and we was like, okay, Real Sick is definitely fire, super fire. But with Chili Jones being a vet, it's like I see, I see the, I see the difference. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference here. It's like you can be fire and super fire, but then when you're de- dealing with a vet that can come with all kind of angles, you know what I'm saying? Break you down. You know what I'm saying? And also be like, yo, I've been doing this. I know what difference to do. I know the, what the crowd wants. I'm I'm battle tested. I feel like that's this probably what this battle was like. It's like KCJ is real sick. She's mad fire. She knows what to do, but also being not as uh, battle tested. While the bars are fire, it's a bit of a one trick pony, a little bit, because like she did have some kind of personals in there, but it was like light with the personals, mm-hmm. and then most of it was just like dope gun bars. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like forty bars, like she's gonna have dope gun bars. She's going to have a little bit of personals, maybe some rumors about you. She's going to have some, she's going to tell you what you're going to go through. She's going to tell you what she's going through. She's going to, you know what I'm saying? She's going to have many different things to pull from. Whereas like the new, the new generation, they're good, but they'll have like maybe two or one or two things to pull from Hmm. and just be dope at that. So there's more versatility when it comes to 40 bars, especially when she doesn't choke. You know what I'm saying? So, and with this one, she didn't choke. So she definitely was coming with it. You know what I mean? 40 wasn't playing with her, bro. I get it. It was like, I could tell Casey was trying, but I don't know. To me, it looked like Casey realized this shit just went left and I'm just here. I don't know. I I, I, I fucked with Casey. She did good. I think she she did a thing. She she did did good, but I I feel like 40 showed the separation. I I I can respect that. I can respect that. It's like, the 40 was like, I see you. I was like, it's like these niggas on the race. And 40 was like, I see you catching up to me. But then she just kicked it in the high gear and was like, bitch, bitch, you're still behind me. Like, I don't know. Do I feel like Casey could catch up to her one day? Yeah, she got time. Mm-hmm. She's not there yet. I feel like 40, 40 was better overall. Okay. But I'm not mad at that. I think I, I think I'd just be having a stigma on, on 40 bars just because I feel like the majority of times I watch her, she chokes or the battle just doesn't end properly. Like something happens almost every time. And I feel like like Casey had a point when she was like, nigga, you brag about having like the views and shit, but them shits ain't monetized. And I would like, I'd rather have a clean record than a record of, of choking all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 40 kind of has that. Like while she is a legend and she does her thing, she's also known for choking. And even to the point that it happened, like not recently, but the last time we covered a 40 bars battle. Okay, not that time, the time before. I think before it was her and Miss Hustle, right? And I think that one she didn't choke. Yeah, she didn't. She did good at battle. But she, the one with her and E Hart, that was that was a while ago. I think we even talked about her versus Twerk. Where Twerk was the one that not not Twerk, her versus Surf. Surf was the one that choked. She defined that battle. Yeah. So she hasn't choked in one a little bit, which was funny to me because when it comes to the face off, Surf won that face off. Oh yeah, he did. He <laughs> but did. this is why niggas 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 be cool with the swag until it's actually time to you know put up a shut up. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. And we know what? Now we know. Oh, 40, 40 bars just got a, uh, she just got a pair up with Cuban, and then we got ourselves a battle. <laughs> 40 bars with Cuban versus surfing who? Surfing uh, who? 
Rock? It's gonna be they can't beat gun titles. <laughs> them 40 and Cuban are not beating gun titles. Gonna be like, you heard it here first. <laughs> if they make that shit, please don't do that. It's gonna be it's gonna be surf and shug. <laughs> All, all shit gonna do is just just belly his way through Cuban and forty bars. Look, bro, you want to get into the scores? Let's <laughs> <laughs> get the scores. Niggas got jokes. Now, Casey, for crowd control, I gave her a four. Okay, on crowd control, I think it was a good crowd control. And forty, I also gave a four. I also gave them both fours. Mm-hmm. Delivery. Delivery. Casey, you know, she, she's had the same delivery for a minute. I kind of like it still. You know, it's cool. It does get a little repetitive, but I feel like it just it just works for her and what she does. So, you know, so I've, I gave it a four. It's not the greatest, but it's not the worst. Mm-hmm. I will feel like, though, in a few more battles, I might want to see something different just because it is a little repetitive. Uh, 40. Also gave her a four. But I will say... If there was a decimal, I would give her a decimal because I ain't gonna lie. Forty kind of has more versatility with the uh, with the uh, delivery because she has like she'll like aggressive sometimes and then calm it sometimes. But then it's also like when you think about what she's saying, it kind of fits the atmosphere a little bit because it almost becomes a little conversational because that's how also she was coming at it. She was like, but then there'll also be sometimes she would say some shit and it would seem like she was just saying it to get it out so she don't like mess up or choke. So, it was, but yeah, I gave her a four for delivery. I gave Casey a four and I gave 40 a five. I feel like um, 40's voice in general, like 40, her voice doesn't sound like no traditional women's rap voice. I feel like her voice is a little softer, but she still adds inflections in certain yeah. times to really make certain bars stand up. But I feel like overall, she, she's a great rapper. Yeah. But when I hear her talk, I don't think, oh, she a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like most women rappers, they have like a certain voice, or like a cadence or something. Her yeah. voice, it sounds like a little softer than the rest. So maybe it stands out more, but she still got the bars. Yeah. It's like most, a lot of women rappers be having their uh, voices sound mad aggressive during battles. Whereas like she is going to sound fucked up. So excuse me if it does sound fucked up, but she still sounds like a lady for the most part. You know what I'm saying? But she know like she can even voice and fluct and be an aggressive lady. You know what I'm saying? Or or she just still sounds like a lady always. You know what I mean? Whether it's conversational or whether she's being aggressive. Whereas like, you know, somebody like Miss Hustle should be sound like a female Meek Mill. She'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Put your bag in a duffel. Now you a bag in the bag. Cause this bitch a hag. Some shit like that. Just mad aggressive. That's her style. Side note, I know these niggas be getting spit, spat in the face. So I don't oh, understand yeah. how they be just so cool with people being in their face like that. Because I'm like... That's part of the game. There's so much inflection in these voices. I, there's no way spit's not coming out. Like, niggas be this close and yelling at you. Be like, and you know what? I know you's a bitch. And your mom's a bitch. Mm. And that bitch could be in a ditch on Twitch. Mm. Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm. I watch Lilo and Stitch, nigga. Haymakers. Haymakers. Uh, gave KCJ a four. It was good shit, but you know, nothing over the top. Uh forty. I also gave her a four. Alright, I feel like you're lying. I gave Casey a three and I gave forty a five. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. A three, my nigga? Yeah. A three? A three. The number after two. He wasn't feeling what she was kicking, my nigga. I'm not mad at forty getting the five. I ain't mad at that. So we'll we'll leave that alone. Casey's shit was good, but it was like average. So the average is three. If the 
if it's, just, it's when, between one to five, and when, if you're in the middle, when you say you're a three, when you say average, do you mean like average, just average overall, or like average for Casey? Average overall, because if, if it's average for Casey, it would have to be higher. Because hmm. I have to give it a four. Because like I know, because like, I don't want to slide the scale along for like, oh, I expect this from you, so I'm gonna grade you lower. Like, nah, that's not fair to you. Hmm. So it's got to be the general. I don't. I feel like she had some good shit in there, but it was it just wasn't the same. It was not on the level. 40 was at and if I'm saying 40 shit is this much higher her score has to be that much higher too I respect it like I said I'm not mad at 40 getting a 5 I do feel like Casey's shit was a 4 though I, th- I think I think her shit was, 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 was you, good you gave them both 4s you keep you keep giving out you keep sprinkling 4s everywhere I'm trying to figure out where the separation is if everybody's even with these 4s I mean we, we playing golf today you feel me zone I gave Casey a 4 like she was in his own doing her thing. You mm. know what I mean? That that sounds that sounds like something you'd say. And now 40, I gave her the ill score of four. You gave them both fours for everything, didn't you, Claude? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, did. I gave I feel like it was really a tie. I ain't gonna hold you. Like I, I don't. I gave but I did give I them like both fives for zone. I yeah. gave them both fives for the zone, but I don't feel like there was a tie in this battle. I feel like there was a separation. Maybe you just didn't see it how I saw it. And that's fine. That's 40 boys gave her a 19 overall, which is an A. Casey got a 16, which is a B. I give them both 16s. You I, know what I'm saying? Okay, sure. But yeah. And if I watch it again, I'll probably say if there was one amendment I would make is maybe like give 45 for, for the haymakers. But everything else I feel like was pretty even. And I do stand by uh, giving uh, Casey J a four. I think her shit was a four. No, maybe maybe if I watch it again, I might think different, but I, I, I stand by it. But let's get into the bars I have. KCJ, you fuck on niggas and bitches and want us to pay, want to pay it no mind, like how you fuck daylight but never became his sunshine. And she talking about I fuck the owners. At least them niggas write checks, not imaginary gun lines. It ain't cool. All them fake angles, it ain't true. So from now on, it's fuck all these niggas. I'm J2. That shit was fire. I like mm-hmm. that shit. Shout out to J2. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to J2. We want more, more gay rappers. <laughs> that shit's going to be the funniest shit to be. I want a nigga to have to look a nigga in the eye and be like, nigga, I will fuck you. Nigga. I, 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 can't, I can't wait until J2 gets like disrespectful. Like when he gets into his full bag, it's going to be crazy. And niggas going to have to eat that shit. Pause. 40 bars. The face is mad because she doesn't get respected by the vets. That's the real story behind Shorty Beef. As far as the girls, she wants the old ones on the bottom and the new ones on the top like Nori Teeth. I fucked with that line. That line was fire. Yeah, bro. That line was fire. You know what I'm saying? Now, one thing I will say since I had to write 40s bars down, I do hate how she's so conversational that like she kind of doesn't get to the point of the bar. Like she, she has a lot of... I won't say filler because it does have a point. It does have a purpose, but it's just very wordy mm-hmm. writing down her shit. You know what I'm saying? And that might be, that might be just part of her style. Like I said, like part of her delivery was conversational. So conversation is not going to always be like 40 kickback, riff raff, scratch, scratch. Like, you know, whereas most niggas do, she's going to be like, you know, I was going to the store and I saw this whore by the door. Ooh, lucky who? <laughs> Yo, that nigga did an interview with no jumper. I want to watch that shit. Yeah. All right. That was, that was the battle of the week. 
Um, I suggest everyone go look it up on the URL app. Go look up the No Holds Bar 3 event. Uh, it was a good event overall. I remember watching it. It's definitely good. Shout out to our black women and shout out to our uh, women battle rappers. They're doing y'all thing, man. Word. Show. Artist of the week. Who you got? You want me to go first? You can go first. Artist of the week. Shout out to Scambino. I ain't mad at that. That's my answer. I ain't mad at that. You know what I'm saying? We actually did a a, a cover of him. You know what I'm saying? A cover giving him his flowers, just like we did with Lupe Fiasco. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I ain't mad at that in the slightest. Because if there's one thing that nigga deserves, it's some flowers. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And outside, sometimes it feels like summer. You feel me? I see what you did there. All day. Now, my artist of the week, I'm going to give it to... You don't know yet? Who I've been looking into? I feel like I knew it somebody I've been looking into. You know what? I'll give it to Young Thug. Honestly. He just dropped a project, Punk, that I haven't listened to. But... I've been listening to uh, his older shit, and with Young Thug, I feel like... Did you listen to... His interviews? Yes. I was going to ask. I mean, I, I've seen people... I interviews have been giving good views. That's yeah. good. That's that's nice. But I was going to ask, you've been listening to that real old Thug. You've been listening to Moving? You've been listening to Florida That should water? be in my head randomly <laughs> sometimes, bro. Especially when I'm driving, I'll be like, we got this beer moving. You listen to No Fucks? Oh yeah, no fuck. I'll be, I'll be listening. I'll be. It must be. It makes me want to listen to it when I when I listen to his interviews because I don't like, get a motherfucking fuck. Because I just no want to be like. Because the problem is, I feel like he's like a complete artist now. Yeah, him, so he, he makes make sense. No more. But a lot of times they talk about the old thug and like how he's been, and I'm just like he's still so interesting because it's like yo, how is a nigga that street and that hood and like that real of a nigga, but then like he did the shit that he like he would he wore a dress. He wore even worse. Niggas don't even. I feel like niggas forget the other outfits he's wore. That's been crazy. Yeah. And then the fact that he's also a Leo. So like when he speaks, I feel like I, I relate to him a little bit, just just in the terms of like attitude and thought process. But like, it still does get me like how like how I was surprised when Chance the Rapper was blowing up, and I was like, I didn't think Chance the Rapper would be an acquired taste that everybody would like. Young Thug is very surprising to me how he you know, just everybody like liked him and how he really. I don't even say figured it out. Like he he had love from the beginning, but it, it was definitely a, a steady climb. And now he's one of the he's not only one of the greatest artists of our generation, but he's like also he's birthed a lot of careers. Um he's influenced a lot. Good and bad, but he's definitely influenced a lot of styles. You know what I'm saying? Like so yeah, I fuck with young thug. I'll give I'll give him that credit. Cool. Just from interviews. I'ma say right now though, y'all be on the lookout um for Mars of the Week next week, because right now that new Maxo Cream just came out. There's a good chance it's either going to be that and Wale's new project just came out too, Forlorn 2. So, yeah, so it's probably going to be that. Well, you know, right now, but yeah. For sure, for sure. Shout out to Wale, shout out to Maxo Cream. So, yeah, that's all I got this week, Quan. Anything you want to tell them about where to find you at, you know, where you where you get your luxury snacks from? You can find me thinking, God, that, that Maxo Cream man in freaking prison and he's still releasing music because. I'd be scared for that nigga boy. Especially because he'd be snitching on himself and his music. He'd be telling details. He'd be giving, he'd give way, way too many details in his songs, bro. Like, I have not heard that his case, his last case has been dismissed and he'll still be in these tracks giving some details, boy. So, I pray for Maxwell Cream, man. I, yeah. He's a great artist. I want him to stay out here so he can create more good music. But um, you can find me at S-A-Y-Q-U-A-N-D on um, your social media platforms, uh, IG, Twitter, Facebook. Never on Facebook, sometimes on Twitter, mostly on IG. You know what I'm saying? Holla at a player. 
And uh, as I mentioned before, I'm a producer. So holla at me if you want some beats at S A Y Q U A N D. I mean, I'm at S A Y Q U A N dot beatstars.com. You know what I'm saying? Got all kinds of beats. Holla at your boy. Got trap beats, drill beats, a little, some R&B beats, you know, some guitar beats, you know, sad beats, happy beats. Holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving out deals. You know what I mean? If you want to buy something, in, uh, uh, not a bulk, but like, if you don't want to got buy one, get one, got buy two, get one. I mean, or buy, buy two, get one. Yeah. Buy three, get two, you know, discounted, free, all that shit. Holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? We got coupons over here. Where can they find you at? All my socials are the same at now bloodbath. You can also find them at the strip club outside giving tips. Feel me? Give at Contramander outside of Follies, preaching to people. No way you're saying it's true. Follies has been shut down already. Where Follies was at, you can find them at Strokers. You feel me? Yeah, say Home something. Home of the $5 dancers? Yes. Nope, I don't be there neither. I say, say, say something about Strokers. I, I drove by there, I know it still exists. I just remember Jay Mills saying that shit on the Lil Wayne mixtape. Part-time broker, late night shit worker, strokers. You know what I'm saying? But that will conclude another episode. Before I get to it before you do, because by your face, I know you was about to do it. That's, that will wrap up another episode of the Hold It Down podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, T-Pain campaign still in full effect. Still in full effect. You know what I mean? Videos getting released every day. Exactly. Check the socials. Check all the dead end game and socials. That's the, the YouTube, the Twitter, the TikTok, the IG, all of it. All, all of it. You if you I mean? see it, like it, believe it, tweet it, share, help, whatever you got to do at T Pain every time. You know what I mean? At T Pain every time. You feel me? We're trying to get them on the DEG podcast just to talk some games. You know what I'm saying? Just to kick it with us for a little bit. You know what I mean? To show love and to show love to, you know, T Pain. Like give him a little bit of flowers. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's actually somebody we should do. I don't, we haven't given him an actual flowers uh, uh, segment, even though this T Pain campaign is the purpose. That's the purpose is to give him. The flowers because exactly. we showed love to T Pain before, you know, he started get back popping. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And let let the record show that this man right here was definitely caping and speaking for T Pain before the comeback happened. Yeah, I was. I've I've been I've been advocating for my unofficial client T Pain for a long time. Yeah, bro. You know, he, my client T Pain. Yeah, and while while I'm a fan of T Pain, he's the Kevin's the reason why I listened to the One Up album. You know what I'm saying? He he had reminded me. He let me know like, oh no 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 no, just because T Pain ain't, ain't like you know as big as it used to be, the music's still there. Mm-hmm. The album he dropped is is still fire. Yeah, give it a listen. And I liked it. I listened to it. I was like, there's some fire on here. Okay, you know what yeah. I mean? And even when he was releasing the um the back catalog joints, volume one and two, mm-hmm. I think he only did volume one and two. But I know I got both of those. And the T Wayne project, I got yeah, that too. Only you know about. I no, I remember when it dropped. I remember it dropped during the time when Lil Wayne was having label trouble and couldn't get uh, Carter Five out. So they pushed that joint out, and I was excited a little bit because I remember when I was a big T T Pain. I mean, uh, Lil Wayne fan. So I remember when they were talking about having a T Wayne project, but you know, it was one of the things that never happened, like him and Joel Santana. Still, oh, I can't feel my face was going to be amazing as a Dipset fan. I was going to shut everybody down, bro. Oh, but yeah, like. T Wayne, good shit. A little dated because it was from a long time ago, but good shit, you know. But yeah, man. T Pain campaign is still in full effect. You know what I mean? And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hold Down Podcast. Remember to tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a bitch to tell a hoe. Remember the South going to hold it down. Pip, pip, diddly do, nigga. <laughs>